Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Oh, I should say live from Park City, Utah. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include leading economic indicators and my interview with TD Bank's Scott Linder on first-time homebuyer programs and advice. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry for almost four decades. Among many awards, Richie May has been named a top 100 firm twice and is known in the market for their education and contributions to the mortgage industry. They don't just hire from the mortgage industry, they have the experts who build it. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit Richie May. Even as Freddie Mac reported yesterday that mortgage rates dropped from the prior week's year-to-date highs after tame inflation reports last week, the combination of data, damaged technicals, and nervous markets ahead of next week's central bank meeting saw the 10-year yield surge to its highest level in over a week. Market participants are at odds with the Fed once again, with unemployment remaining at half-century lows as inflation cools. It's still unclear if Fed tightening has tamed inflation, but some Fed members are calling for two additional 25 base point rate hikes before year-end, something the markets don't have priced in. Monetary policy works with a long lag time, and rather than the Fed looking at early indicators like future inflation and commercial leasing activity, the FOMC has been focused on the lagging economic indicator of jobs. Speaking of early indicators, we learned yesterday that the index of leading economic indicators fell again in June, fueled by gloomier consumer expectations, weaker new orders, an increased number of initial claims for unemployment, and a reduction in housing construction, according to the conference board. The leading index has been in decline for 15 months, the longest streak of consecutive decreases since 2007-2008 during the run-up to the Great Recession. June's data suggests economic activity will continue to decelerate in the months ahead due to elevated prices, tighter monetary policy, harder to get credit, and reduced government spending. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show TD Bank's Scott Linder to talk about first-time homebuyer programs and advice. He's National Sales Director for Mortgage Lending at TD Bank, and in this role, Scott's accountable for leading TD's Mortgage Loan Officer Salesforce. Additional responsibilities include guiding sales strategy, product development, and integrating with TD's East Coast Retail Network. With over 25 years of banking and management experience, he's passionate about driving sales, revenue, and taking market share to new heights by building engaged and high-performing teams through a successful combination of leadership, coaching, and cultural transformation. Before joining TD, Scott served as SVP Head of Retail Banking at Scott Trade, running their online retail bank, and held roles across top banking organizations including KeyBank, JPMorgan Chase, The Bank of New York, Fleet Bank, and NatWest Bank. I'm very excited today because we're going to talk about first-time homebuyers, uh, and a lot of my friends are, are looking to become first-time homebuyers, uh, and, and so I'm very pleased to have you on. I, I want to start by asking you, we know affordability is a big issue for all potential buyers, and, and we've seen mortgage rates go back up towards dang near 7% here recently. Uh, is affordability or the, the lack thereof uh, that that pinch especially true for first-time buyers? Uh, Robbie, that's absolutely true. Uh, and it's particularly true for first-time home buyers 
who need to balance their existing rent while trying to put away money towards a down payment. So according to TD's first-time homebuyer survey, 64% of respondents noted a concern of affording a home with rising interest rates and the high cost of real estate. Um, interesting enough, just the other day, I saw a TikTok with a millennial discussing the housing market. Think about that. When someone on TikTok is talking about the cost of housing, it must be pretty bad. But here's why. You know, we've underbuilt homes in the U.S. over the past 10 plus years by almost six and a half to eight million homes. That's a lot of supply that we just don't have. So that's led to the cost of homes increasing at a much faster rate than income. So let me give you an example. In 1990, the average income was $30,000 in the U.S., and a home was $122,900, so roughly four times the annual income. In 2022, average income was $70,000, and our average home was $457,000, over six and a half times annual income. So as you can see, it's much harder today versus 30 years ago to buy your first home. It certainly is. And and I'm actually also amazed that that you may be more active on TikTok than I am. So uh, <laughs> props to you on that one. But you, you mentioned TD's first time home buyer pulse survey. And I want to talk to you about that. It was recently released. And I, I guess I'm going to kind of give you an open-ended question here and say, what were some notable findings from that? Well, yeah, I get fearful of just throwing out data. But uh, according to the survey, 39% of the respondents looking to purchase a home for the first time believe now is a good time to buy. So that's not a lot. You think about 39% think it's a good time. So that's a bit concerning, but I think it's driven by current interest rates and concerns for the economy. Here's what I'm optimistic about, though. 95% of respondents indicated that they've taken a step in the home buying process, and 85% indicated that buying a home is a good long-term investment. So despite the challenges that are currently out there from an economic perspective, high rates, concerns of a future uh, recession, people have started preparing for a purchase with almost 50% reporting that they've started to save for a down payment or they've taken active steps to improve their credit score. You mentioned that 39% and only 39% think it's a good time to buy. There's concerns about the economy and interest rates. And, and so I would ask you, aside from rates potentially moving down, what would help these buyers? Obviously, rates lowering is really the key here, as it wouldn't just make a purchase more affordable, but it would free up inventory. So let me tell you what I mean. The normal process for home ownership is for the first-time home buyers from five to 10 years ago would be trading up to a larger home at this point. They'd be freeing up their first-time home, buying a larger home. But that's not happening today because they don't want to give up their 3% mortgage rate for a 6 or 7% one. So first-time home buyer inventory is just really low right now. And in many areas, it showed, showed that TD survey that 26% of all borrowers couldn't find a home that met their needs for a reasonable price. So I'll give you a, a real-life example. My daughter lives in Southern New Jersey, just outside of Philadelphia. She's a teacher. She's looking to buy a first time home. So we've been looking for homes, you know, in a reasonable price range, $250,000 or so. 
And we went to a house two weeks ago um, and it went up for sale on Friday. We were there on Saturday. There were 30 other business cards that were there for realtors that shown that house that day. And then they had a deadline. Noon on Monday, all offers in. We put an offer in well above asking, no contingencies for financing, no contingencies for appraisal, no contingency uh, for inspection, and we weren't the winner. So there's a lot of competition going on for those first-time homebuyer properties whenever they come up, and clearly there's not enough inventory to meet the demand. But what I would say, though, is for the buyers, in the meantime, they should be ready to potentially reassess their budget. They should run scenarios based upon options that they think will best meet their needs. And they should really sit down with a lender well in advance of looking for a home to really understand what products are available for them that can help make that home buying purchase a reality. Well, we've talked a little bit about what buyers can do, but I want to flip this and, and ask you what mortgage companies can do. Obviously, mortgage companies have, have a degree of control over margin when it comes to setting rates, but for the most part, they don't set mortgage rates. And so what do you think mortgage companies can do better to help capture this first-time homebuyer segment? Yeah, well, I think mortgage companies can offer affordable product options that assist first-time homebuyers. So for instance, TD has a product called TD Home Access Mortgage. It provides eligible, eligible buyers with low down payment options uh, and, and recently increased a $10,000 lending credit towards down payment on home purchases. TD's original mortgage that's geared towards low moderate income borrowers right step is also a great option for borrowers as it allows as little as 3% down and only $500 of it has to come from the borrower and the rest can come from a gift. Um, they also have to look at scenarios uh, where uh, these mortgage companies can get to understand the down payment assistant programs you know, in the area. Um, if you're not familiar with it, Many of these first-time uh, buyers take advantage of down payment assistance programs that they can actually layer on top of each other to help get someone into a home and get over that hurdle of closing costs and down payments. Uh, and they're fairly significant at times um, in terms of ten, twenty thousand dollars, in some some cases even much more. So I would suggest that mortgage companies and mortgage loan officers really familiarize themselves with those down payment assistance programs that are available in many of the markets. So you mentioned earlier in the interview that, that you have a daughter that's looking to become a, a first-time home buyer. I, I guess I'm gonna ask this on a personal level then rather than, than saying just generally speaking, when, when your daughter is asking you, hey, is it a good time to buy a house? When is it a good time to buy a house? What advice do you give her? Well, the interesting thing, it comes down to this, right? Because because well, obviously I know what my daughter's situation is, but if someone else asked me that question, I'd answer that question with a question to start off with. <laughs> how, long do you, how long do you expect to stay in the home? And this is a key aspect for my daughter because I was like, hey, you buy a house today, but if you're moving in six months or nine months or a year, you have to be committed, right? Uh, because if someone's looking to purchase a house for the short term, I would tell them their guess is good as mine. I can't predict what the housing market's gonna do a year or two years down the road. In the situation of my daughter, it's, well, not necessarily her forever home, okay? She was plan is planning on being in the home for quite a long time. So when a buyer is looking to be in a home 
and be there committed for a while, it's always a good time to buy a house because they can wait out any ups and downs. I would also coach a buyer that they can pay six or seven percent interest on a mortgage today, but they should be planning to refinance that lower when rates come down in a few years. Um, in the meantime, they'll be building equity in their home. And as a quick follow-up there, if if there's a lot of these borrowers that are trying to get into homes now and they will refinance in a couple of years, at TD specifically, how do you feel like you can keep their business when it comes to the, the second real estate transaction if they've, if they've done the first with you? Um, I think it really comes down to service. Uh, and expertise. Um, you know, my the loan officers are TD. Uh, we are very picky. Uh, we make sure that they have a high level of expertise and professionalism, and they provide a great service. So that's going to go a long way to earning the second transaction, maybe three or four years down the road uh, when rates come down. In addition to that, we do work with our with our existing borrowers. We check in on a semi annual basis to see how things are going. And then we do drip campaigns to email them and update them what's going on in the marketplace to keep our name in front of them. As a result, I'm highly confident that when an opportunity comes to refinance, either they're going to reach out to us uh, or more than likely, we're going to be proactively reaching out to them to let them know that they can refinance and save money on their mortgage. That's great to hear. Scott, I really appreciate you making the time for me today. Uh, I thought this was fantastic. Great, Robbie. Thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate the opportunity. True, rates dropped over the last week, but the overall recent uptick in mortgage rates is clearly weighing on the resale market. Total existing home sales declined 3.3% to a 4.16 million unit pace, annual pace, in June, as the monthly median sales price at $410,200 reached its second highest amount ever. Sales dropped by 18.9% from one year ago to $1.08 million at the end of June with inventory of unsold existing homes, 3.1 months supply at the current monthly sales pace, unchanged from the previous month. Even if rates were 0%, if there are no homes to buy, sales are going to drop. Though today's Class D 48 hours for those that need to announce specific MBS involved in trades before settlement, there are no economic data points today, and we begin the day with agency MBS prices, roughly unchanged from Thursday afternoon, the 10-year yielding 3.84 after closing yesterday at 3.85%, and the 2-year at 4.85%. The yield curve inversion is alive and well. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. I was walking in the jungle in Congo and saw a lizard on its hind legs telling jokes. I turned to a local tribal leader and commented, that lizard's really funny. To which the leader replied, That's not a lizard. He's a stand-up chameleon. <laughs> Thanks again to Richie May, a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry for almost four decades. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.